what's happening this is i don't even know if i can still call it don't call it a podcast but for now that's what this is i'm back in the breathing rhythm studios after what is it damn well it's 2021 now so i think the last time i was in here was 2016 who the fuck is calling me no respect i tell you no respect but yeah back here steve is in the room. Yeah, this is like old times. This is fucking <laughs> insane. Except for a lot has happened in those times. As everybody knows, pandemic, political, political, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And then just life. There's, there's so much to talk about. Like I was supposed to be meeting up with two artists that I did this with back in 2015, Rod Malone and Randall Barnes. Like they hit me up. I was like, yo, you remember this? I'm like, shit, you want me to get to the studio? And they said, yeah, so I told them the times, and then there was just a mix-up, so I'm like, fuck it, I'm still coming. I got shit to do anyway, so why why waste studio time? But I suppose, I don't know, I should talk about leaving Oklahoma back, what is it, November 16th, 2016. It was like eight days after Trump had won the election. I just remember just packing up my car and dipping. (laughs) I mean, that's not why I left. Because I planned on leaving anyway, but it was just kind of perfect timing to leave. It's like, oh, if you're going to leave a place, why not then? And then I just learned a lot. Because I've noticed a lot of people wait till a certain moment to start living life, not realizing that they've already been living life. And so they kind of fuck themselves. And I'm like, that's not, it's like, oh, you're always living. Even myself as of late, because I'm working at a job that I don't necessarily hate, but I know I don't fucking love it. I'm grateful to have some money, but fuck that job. It's just I'm not able to be on some some grand adventure, even though I am on a grand adventure. We all are. It's our fucking lives. And I just, I don't know, ask myself what kind of adventure I'm going to have today. And even if that's just getting to know somebody's story, I'm like, oh, shit, that's, that's insight into who, who this motherfucker is. And I did that before I left the job. The dude had a tattoo. I was like, yo, what's your tattoo for? And he broke it down, broke down his his father, his son, and how he went out to California and what he thought of it. I'm like, shit, it's fucked up. But it was cool. All just because motherfucker had a wolf tattoo. I'm like, all right, word. But speaking of which, California, it's... One comedian told me it's the place of... Everything and nothing, and I and, and that's funny because that's was my was my website because it's like parallel universe, everything and nothing. But truly, out there, there is so much to do that you will not do shit if you don't pick something because there's so many fucking options. And my shit was very limited because it was like I was mostly broke, so I was like, oh shit, I'm just gonna go do comedy. I'm gonna walk around downtown for fucking hours and take photos and see all types of fucked up shit. I'm going to go to the ocean because at least I got enough gas money. And I would sleep by the fucking ocean. Shit was spectacular. I would sleep. <laughs> it's, okay, so I, I guess I need to have some type of format instead of just rambling. It's like the first year I was out there, pretty much I was living in a car. And it was great. I don't want to say it was like the greatest year of my life. But it was probably one of the happiest years I've ever had. Just because I'd wake up with this sense of fucking wonderment. Is that wonderment? I think that's from Anchorman. Precocious and full of wonderment. But (laughs) what the fuck? But um, yeah, I just wake up not knowing where the fuck I was, what I was going to do today. It's like, oh shit, how I'm going to eat. And I would just go, go get after it in some sense. Some days I knew I didn't feel like driving my car around doing Lyft, which is another thing. If you're doing Lyft and you're living in your car, that... It's like, you're inviting strangers into your house. <laughs> and I'm like, these motherfuckers are farting where I sleep. I don't like this. It's like, get the fuck out. It just felt felt very invasive. But days I didn't feel like driving my car, I did meet some cool people doing that. See, I'm jumping back and forth. It's like, and then I started, okay. So I started doing Lyft <laughs> so I could make some money. And I would make a certain amount a day. And I'm like, okay, I'm good. It's like, this is all I need for the day. My gas is full. I got money for food, which I kept a cooler in my trunk with a, with a camp stove so I wasn't eating out. I, was, I had food for a couple of days with some ice in there. 
and I would just pull over the side of the road in an alley, parking lot, and i cook me up a fucking meal. Sometimes I have leftovers, so I'd be good for a whole fucking day of food. And then I would just go explore. And it was fucking fantastic just to be free in a city with no obligations, except for I need to make it back to my car before they give me a parking ticket or tow my shit, which there's a fucked up story about that later. Um, so it was like, it was just amazing because each day that city was new to me. Every single day it was new until I got into a routine and then it became not new. So I made it new by seeing the city differently. It's just, I suppose, because I'm going to keep coming back here and doing doing episodes and then I'll have guests on so the conversation will change. But, yo, Steve, ask me a question so I can, like, you know, hone this in some. Because I could ramble about Los Angeles all fucking day. Yeah, you want me to play that role? Yeah, if you want, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, you got to introduce me. Oh, okay, we got Steve Bowes, owner of the Breathing Rhythm Studios. It's like, I've known this. How long, when did we meet? Was it like 2000, end of 2014? Oh, you're asking the wrong guy. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got me when you said 2016. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, man, I remember that shit because I was looking back. I was like, yo, I remember coming to the studio and having a good fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember you're the first person. I Like, you had a, a setup over here, like a speaker, and you're playing um, Alabama Shakes. What is that? The name of that album was like Sound and Color, I believe, right? It might have been Sound. Yeah, if, it, if I was... Spinning vinyl, it was sounding color. It was vinyl and it I was had their sounding first one color. Like yeah. And I remember the way it sounded on that speaker. I was like, yo, this <laughs> this is the place. <laughs> I impressed you with my my hoity toity sound system or something. Yeah, man, that shit was cool <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> I don't know, it was just like the bass. <laughs> it was something about the bass. It was like, all right, cool, I'm I'm where I need to be. That was life. <laughs> Yeah, you should see it when I break out the black lights. The, uh, I'm not sitting in no weird shit, am I? <laughs> That's why you think I don't bring them out anymore, man. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Damn it. I lost a client or two with that one. Oh, shit. Well, fuck them. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but for hey, real, fuck Hey, guys, them. you want to turn the black lights up? Whoa! <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, uh... Man, I, I I like this this California experience uh, talk because I'm interested in that, especially after um, I think romanticizing the uh, the the road life, the the free uh, follow your nose thing. Yeah. Um, I want to hear more about like. I think we can we can all kind of envision what that's what that might feel like in the first week, two weeks. After a couple months of that, what did did the feeling stick or or did it change in some way? Like the sense of like oh, being, the sense of like wonder. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I think I'm politely trying to ask. Like, did you get sick of it after a minute? No, because <laughs> it's, it's in in some sense it kind of sounds like. I mean, you don't have all the comforts of, you know, our, our daily life. So what True. what is that like after that sets in? I mean, okay, the things I really missed was a shower. Like, because I would shower at the gym. Mm. And I really missed a shower to my fucking self. Yeah. Yeah, yo, get this. The first, Not the first time, but one of the first times I was in the valley. I didn't know... I didn't know like the separation of the valley in Los Angeles and Holly. I didn't know that separation. So I was I was in the valley. I think it was Studio City and I stopped at this LA fitness to go like work out, take a shower and get on with my day. And there was this dude in there who was just like in the shower with me, but he was just lathering up his dick and looking at me and I'm like, "Yo, I'm like, bro, I'm leaving." <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I don't give a fuck, I'm leaving. <laughs> was like, what was he like to be fair? It's a shower, guy. <laughs> no, it's a shower. I get it. It's a shower. And the way I've always like gone to showers. You're just as responsible for this as I am. <laughs> nah, it's like, fuck. It's like, 
the but <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the way Isaac, like, whenever I go into a shower that doesn't have any stalls, I just look straight ahead. I clean myself. I get the fuck out of Dodge. I ain't looking at nobody. And I looked over and I see this guy just looking at me, and I'm like, weird. Yeah, you see, like we before Trump, we depended on on so much things uh, just being like unwritten rules, right? You got to write those rules down. It's like, I mean, then again, I do get it because it's California. So therefore, he's like, oh, I make eye contact. Maybe maybe we can fuck around and shower. And he made eye contact. And I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got that. I understood what, what he was throwing out there. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a willing participant. <laughs> but, but back to your question, it's like there were days where it's like shit kind of sucked. It's like I would wait, like, because I found certain quiet spots to park my car and rest. It's like one was by Dodger Stadium, and I remember a few nights the police would come by and try to flash lights into my car mm. because it's like just to get me to move because they had a feeling somebody was sleeping in there. But whenever they knocked on my window, I wouldn't budge. I wouldn't do shit because my windows were fucking pitch black, and I'd be covered under a sleeping bag. So to them, it would be like, oh, there's just shit in the car and nobody's here. Yeah, and then I found a park in East LA. I remember exactly how to get there. It's like if you give me a map, I'll point that park out to you. It was next to an elementary school, or whatever, and it was quiet except for the dogs barking. It was quiet, so I find quiet places to sleep. And I remember some days I'd wake up and I'd not have, I'd have a little bit of gas, barely any water, and I'm like, I don't feel like doing this shit. And I would just like, can I just go back to sleep? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then it would just like, I don't know, something would pull me out of it. I don't know what. But I wouldn't be in those moods for long. So it's, it's, it's like an amplified version of that, like, when you have to pee and you don't want to get out of bed because you're comfortable. Except I wasn't comfortable. <laughs> except, <laughs> except you're like, <laughs> if, you, if you don't get the fuck up and do uh, what, I, you know, whatever chores you got to do. You don't, you don't survive. Pretty much. That's what it came down to. And like, it's like, even if I didn't shower every day, it's like I had a routine. Wake up, take a piss, brush my teeth, eat something. Or like even, like, because I didn't work out every day. I didn't want to do that shit. And I'll work out like every, every other day. And that's when I would shower. So that became that routine. And then beyond that, and like depending where some lift drivers took me, I would get like the lift rides took me. I would just get out and explore. I remember these one women. I picked them up. I can't remember where I picked them up, but it was this this uh, lesbian couple, and they had a dog with them. And we were listening to this Henry Rollins podcast the whole way to these mountains. And then I'm like, well, shit, I'm on a hike too. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, it was like it was nice. So it was like some of them, I remember uh, meeting a woman from Mongolia. I still have a drawing she gave me. And she's like, you know, the prettiest women come from Mongolia. And I'm like, is that right? Because she was fucking gorgeous. And like she wrote, because uh, on my car hood, on the roof of my car, I had started drawing on it. And then people, certain people I would let write on it, write something. Mm. And she wrote, I am Mongolian in, Mongo like, in their script. Yeah. And then I remember a lady, uh, This she was a student, she wrote, I live to write, I write to live in, uh, in Spanish. Uh, somebody, where is he? I can't remember what country he was from. But it was cool because there's like people from all over the world were right in the car. And I'm like, dope. This woman I picked so her like up. like on the, on the outside of your car? Or no, the on the inside. On, on the, the inside. inside. The inside oh, wow. roof. Uh, oh, shit. And I would just look at it whenever I was laying there, like at night, about to sleep. If I wasn't watching Stranger Things, or, or yeah, Stranger Things. So that's awesome. That shit became cool. I remember picking up this lady from UCLA, this Chinese student, and she played the the Qing Q I N, and she invited me to to her recital of it, wow. just from a fucking lift ride. And she said something that was so profound to me. She's like, "So you're an artist?" I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Then why aren't you doing that?" I'm like, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like, every day was so full of adventure. And this was just like, this is still like the first bit living in my car. And I, I left out. I, when I went to Yosemite before I even got to Los Angeles, I got pulled over for having mushrooms on me. Pulled over for having mushrooms. I mean, wait. I mean, no. I got pulled Pull over because I was black in Yosemite. <laughs> Let's be real. That's right. That's, that's what fucking happened. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it ain't funny. And I don't mean to laugh. No, it's shit. funny now. <laughs> it's funny as shit now. But well, wait, like you talk about sleeping in your car. Was was that before or after that dude got shot sleeping in his car? Oh shit! When did that happen? Because um, uh, I know dudes get shot all the time. Right. Uh, I'm so bad with dates. I, it shit. seems like he was he was in like a, a Taco Bell parking lot or something. Oh no, that was fairly recent. No, no, no. So this was way before that. Okay. But still, no. There, you had to. I had to worry about it because, like, I saw how the quote-unquote homeless population was treated in Los Angeles. Oh yeah, I bet that's something else there. Mind fuck. Whenever I first got to LA, it was a. Uh, it was raining because I first I went from Yosemite to San Francisco for a night. Walked around San Francisco, and I saw some crazy shit in San Francisco, man. Like. Coming straight from Oklahoma to go there, I'm like, that was an acid trip within itself. I'm like, the shit I saw is like I was walking down the street. It's like I saw people shooting up like they were drinking coffee. And um, that shit was weird. And then, <laughs> hold up. I see these dude, like this dude on his knees in a parking lot. I'm like, and it's like, I would say it's about a, about a football field away. Maybe a little bit closer than a football field, maybe 75 yards away. And I'm like, why the fuck is this man on his knees? I'm like, what's he doing? And I see his head going back and forth. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, this motherfucker's sucking another dude's dick in the middle of the street on like a Tuesday night. And this Asian woman's walking by me. I'm like, yo, do you see this shit? And she's like, she just shrugged like, like that shit is normal. And to me, it was not normal. You're in his fucking town now. Yeah, and I was dying laughing. I'm like, this is the funniest <laughs> shit ever. <laughs> so, and I parked my car in the Castro district. And I, I got lost. And I was trying to find my fucking car. So I was like, seeing one person do that shit, hilarious. Seeing two, I'm like, ugh. And then I saw three people. I'm like, that's fucking disgusting, man. It's like, and I just wanted to leave. <laughs> But it, there's no part of you that questions yourself, like, may, maybe my life in Oklahoma is just so stifled that I can't accept that that this this might be normal in other places. Oh, no, I, I quickly <laughs> accepted that it was normal, and I think I went through the progression of, this is like, it's like, okay, that's funny. <laughs> Second one is like, oh, slightly funny, slightly is like, do you niggas not have a vehicle, or is like... Is, is this serious to get down on the street? But then again, I can't talk because I've, I've, yeah, nope. I've, I've had you never my, got down on the street. Oh, I was about to say, yo, I've, I've had my meat sucked in the street. It's like she was like, mm, we could just do it right now. I'm like, okay, fair enough. So it's like I'm being a hypocrite right now, and I'll, I'll call you myself. Did, yeah. You just didn't get caught. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, a dude rode by on his bicycle. So yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you know what that's like. That's like uh, that's like you, you know your kid smokes pot or something. Uh, and like you're supposed to be the adult, and like, hey, you can't do that. But like, really, what you just want is to not know about it, right? It's fine, you do it. I don't give a shit. Just don't let me catch you. Don't let me catch you. <laughs> but then again, I feel like people do need to see people doing these like quote unquote subversive things in public because it, if it changes the path of your brain, I, I feel I was like, oh, so if they're gonna do this in public, that means I can go do this. And it, and it may not be to the, that extreme, but it, it just do something to like break a social norm, if that makes any sense. It it, it does because you know it was a minute before before the Trump deal. Um, Boo! <laughs> I I used to think like man, like yeah, you know, to my my super uh, you know progressive friends like like yeah, I believe all the same things as you, but. You know, should we really be so loud and like forceful about certain things? And that was my thinking then. But I, I came to realize, like, wait a second, there's a huge purpose in like participating in and making it loud so that it becomes more normalized. Yeah. And I have appreciation now for those people that did it and did it loud because that's, you know, that's what we needed. And uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe the next step in our in our society is people sucking dick on the street, and and that's what we're going. Well, there's a whole thing about normalizing sex. Yeah, for real. Maybe it, that's just the extreme of that. For yeah, actually, that the, you know the whole uh, LGBT community. Um, when I uh, first. Like, you know, went to college and started discovering, like, oh, this is the whole thing. 
it was extreme to me at first. And that's the push that I needed to become like, oh, this is, there's nothing wrong with this. This is, this is how things should be. Hmm. I get what you're saying. So why do you think certain shit bothers people so much? Because do you think they have this rigid thought of how things should be? And is that how they actually think? Or is that what they've been programmed to think? It should be this rigid. Because life is very fucking fluid. It's like it's very fucking not... What's the word I'm looking for? It's not concrete. We're, I, I feel like we're all... Um, we're all used to our rhythms. We're all used to our patterns. Uh, we're used to the things that we see and feel every day. And anything outside of that... It's fucking awesome. Well, it, it, it takes a certain internal strength to accept new things. Um, so <clears throat> I, have this, I have this big deal about uh, when somebody crosses a line, right? So when you, when you cross you lo- a line and you do that thing for the first time, it's strange and it's weird and... In, in a lot of cases, it feels wrong. Mm-hmm. But the more you cross that line... It becomes normal? It becomes normal. And so I think that's the same with, uh, with anything, even if it's mild. First time you eat a, a veggie burger, this is weird. This is not meat. Yeah, that's not a fucking burger. That's a sandwich. Well, then, you, <laughs> you know, you eat, you eat, you eat one, <laughs> one month, and then you go back and... and you know, you're with your vegan friends or something, you eat another one. And then with the second v- one is, is like, oh, I've had this before. And then after that, it just gets easier and easier. And at the soon you're deciding, like, do I want the veggie burger? Do I want the meat burger? This may not be the perfect analogy. Nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> but that, <laughs> well, that was the first thing I, I thought of when... It, when uh, oh, that's funny. It's, it's, it's a tame version of you know that initial shock of doing something different. Yeah, fuck it. It's a good and that's a good and no, it's just funny. It's just it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I needed that laugh. Oh. oh no, that is a good. That's a decent analogy, especially with everything. But it was just crazy. Because, but that, you know that's that's with everything. So you go to a new town and you discover something new. After a minute, it's not new anymore. And I think, right? I think people in cities have a broader range of normal, yeah, of of acceptable things because there's just a, a, a sheer larger number of. Possibilities. Yeah, different people, different things, different styles. Yo, for real. Because <clears throat> you go outside the city, everybody's doing the same thing, wearing the same bedazzled jeans. <laughs> like, <laughs> sounds like you're talking about <laughs> Oklahoma here. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's no, uh, there's nobody going against the grain outside of the city, so you don't have to deal with it, and it becomes. Yeah, they get killed if they do it outside the city. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you get this narrow vision of like. You know, your your life and your experiences become normal out there, and you think that's how things should be. You're not forced to reckon with everything. New else. people, yeah. That sounds sad. I mean, to me, that sounds sad. But it's the life people choose. So it only sounds sad because we have the perspective of knowing more. Knowing more. <laughs> yeah, because what is it? It's like before I left, I met this uh, this woman downtown. She was handing out food to like homeless people, and I was like, "Oh, word! Give me your number. I'm gonna give you a piece of art because like this is dope." And then before I left, she said, "Like Oklahoma's like a plain ass cake. You leave Oklahoma, like or just anything in general. Like once you start experiencing more, it's like you don't want to just go back to that plain ass cake all the time. I mean, maybe you do." But it's like, shit, you've had like a triple-layer chocolate cake going to another city. It's like, oh, word, I like this triple-layer chocolate cake. I think people in Hallmark movies beg to differ. They like going back home. 
I mean, big city girl <clears throat> going back home. There, coming back here was nice because it, it was a peacefulness at first, and then fucking pandemic. But like, I was finding a rhythm and I was planning shit, and then the pandemic. But everybody has a pandemic story. But whenever I was, when I was actually out there, I I did reminisce of coming home. I'm not gonna lie. There was a lot of times I'm like, man, I do miss Oklahoma. I I miss the fucking thunderstorms. That's I miss the heat. Like, cause there is dry heat. It's like there were certain things I missed, and then when I came back, I'm like, oh, I don't think I missed it that much. And then I left again. <laughs> <laughs> man, but, that you go in any any very vacation spot anywhere, go for like. Three four weeks. There's nobody that doesn't say, "Oh man, I'm, I miss home." Like, doesn't matter how nice the place is. Well, if you, I'd say that if you don't travel a lot, I guess. Hmm. <clears throat> but I, I've been in in a few like ideal places for me, and after three weeks, I'm like, "Fuck, I just want to go home." I mean, it's where you where your roots are. This, in a sense. I got no explanation for it. I just felt that way. Huh. I guess when I really, even though I did have a home here, even like whenever I got into actually like just being settled out there, I would think about coming home every once in a while, but I'm like, this is it. This is my home. It's like driving up the coast. Like one thing was like whenever I was driving, I was driving up to San Francisco going up the one. And... You you spend some time in California if you start calling out highways. Oh right, uh, <laughs> go up, my bad. Because I, I took a lot. I mostly took back highways too. Because like that's my thing with travel. No matter what state, I'm taking a back fucking highway because I want to see some shit. It's like I buy an actual map so I can pinpoint it. Because I don't trust my phone when I'm out on these back ass roads. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was the Pacific Coast Highway. I was taking that, and at a certain point, there was no Americans. It was mostly people from other country. Yeah. And I'm like, I would not have never known that if I'd never left her. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, I wonder if these French women like black dick. That crossed my mind at least 10 times. But Which I knew because I've seen a French movie or two. But <laughs> <laughs> I can't help myself right now, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but it was just cool because even although I was traveling, it's like I was mostly uh, a lot of French, Chinese and then I can't, I think a few German, I met somebody from Denmark, somebody from Netherlands, Harlem, who I'm still in touch with. He's like cool ass person. Um, and it was just interesting. I was like, I never thought of myself, oh, just a kid from Oklahoma. But it's just, it was interesting because I would, I would always look at these fucking Tumblers of people traveling whenever Tumblr was a shit. Yeah, I was just like, yo, and then one day when I was driving, I was like, oh shit, that's me. But beyond that, uh, the question was, you're a foreigner, just like just like them, kind of. Except for I can't speak. That feels weird language. saying that that word. A foreigner, foreigner. Yeah, you fucking foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's, a foreigner sounds almost like it could it's, be used as racism. <laughs> yeah, it's it's used it's used derogatory so much here, like. I know there was a time when when I said, "Yeah, this uh, this Mexican guy." Oh, wait, no, he's Mexican. Yeah, this Mexican guy. Yeah, ain't that weird? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel. I think that's mostly probably white people problems though, with certain ways oh, yeah. they say shit. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was like, "Yo, it's a Mexican," and then like somebody collects me, it's like, "No, excuse me, I'm Guatemalan." I'm like, "My bad." I'm sorry, this Guatemala bitch, but no, uh, uh, but still. But for real, let's talk about my problems for a second. <laughs> let's hear them. <laughs> let's hear them. But, oh shit, but San Francisco, oh yeah, let me get back to that story. So it went from back highways all through New Mexico, back highways through Arizona, stopped in Flagstaff, because I love Flagstaff. Arizona's nice. Right? Parts of it. Yeah, the other parts are racist. There's a, that's a story for another time. <laughs> um, and then Yosemite got ticket, went to San Francisco. And that ticket kind of put like a damper on me because like for a whole six months, I'm like, man, I think I'm going to go to prison because I had to go back to Yosemite to go to court. But I drive to Los Angeles and the whole way it's raining. It's raining the whole way there. I get to Los Angeles, downtown LA. It's fucking raining. It's pouring down rain. And... 
it was like, what the fuck? I thought it didn't rain here. And it rained for like a couple days straight. And then it like stopped for a day and then it rained for like maybe like 14 more days. It rained for like a month straight. And like I drove down Skid Row. That's one of the first things I saw. Skid Row. And then there was like a fucking... A G-Wagon, a Rolls Royce, and like a Bentley driving down Skid Row at the same time. And mind you, I've never seen a homeless encampment. Never in my life. Mm. And I'm seeing all these tents like just piled up, like just set up next to fucking buildings. And then these three cars drive. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, It's like, that was weirder than seeing a dude suck another dude's dick to me. It's like, wow. Yeah. For you, that's strange. Yeah. It's like those three cars could have housed all those motherfuckers. You're looking around and everybody else going, is this stuff not strange to you people? It wasn't that. Well, as a friend from L.A. told me, he grew up there. He's like, I'm numb to it. Yeah. It's like, I don't ever want to become numb to that. So it's like, I made a note. I mean, I, shit, I mean, I used to park my car near Skid Row. And so technically, I kind of lived there for a while because I parked downtown Get out, walk around. I do comedy right around the corner. This was third in Los Angeles. If you got a map, look it up. Uh, this, it used to be called the Lexington, and that was the first place I ever did comedy in Los in uh, in L.A. This little this fucking dive bar. It was terribly great. Like emphasis on terrible, but it was great. <laughs> It was like the shit you would see just walking out of there, like fucking people taking shit in the middle of the road. It's like that's not normal, but it it became normal to me to see some. Like, there's a spot called Comfort LA or LA Comfort, this chicken joint. I parked across the street and somebody was like leaning right in front of my car taking a shit. And I'm walking out with a bag full of chicken. I'm like, this is normal, dude. This is fucking normal. This <laughs> <laughs> is like, what the fuck? <laughs> this, is, this is my life now. Yeah. And it was, it was very fascinating. I, now, the fucked up photos I've seen are like things I saw that I took photos of is like, I don't know. Some of them I might not show. Some of them I will. Um, there were some I felt very conflicted about that I, I, don't, I just I have to think about that shit later on. But even like talking to like some of the people on the street is like whenever they they had their like, I can understand how people and if they didn't have a mental disorder, if you want to call it that, mental illness. Yeah. How eventually being on the street and how every day people ignoring you would cause you to have that. The the uh, yeah I I I think about those kinds of things quite a bit. Like you can see those kinds of things sort of displayed in like some sort of indie movies and things like that. Um, but there's uh, there's so many stories about you know pulling somebody out of that that norm that they've had for so long, putting them in you know, what I'd call our norm. And they're just like, where, you know, where are my friends? Where's my community? I'm sitting in this nice, warm, cozy place by myself and this sucks. I want to go back out there with the, where the love was, you know? Um, I've seen so many stories like that. One, I wish I could remember the name of the movie. It's, it wasn't about, um, about anybody homeless or anything like that. But they had, these kids from Africa had won some kind of thing to where they got to come to America. So they brought them to New York and put them all in this, like, three or four people maybe in this apartment. And to keep the apartment, they had to go get jobs and stuff. They're waking up at, like, five in the morning trying to catch a bus at six or something, working all day at these shit jobs. And at the end of the movie, it's like, we miss home. Because we never see our friends anymore. We work all the time. Um, but, you know, all that's to say that, uh, yeah, pulling, pulling somebody out of what they've known for so long, that has to be what makes it, that has to be an, 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 impoti- an impotence? No, that's not the word. Has to impede um, changing a solution <clears throat> for the homeless problem. Like when somebody gets out of jail. <laughs> yeah. Like they've known a, a, a cell for so long and now they don't have 
those walls. And it's like, you have to change your whole way of it's thinking like, and feeling. Yeah, because like, I don't know what jail or prison's like, but I know there's a routine. Yeah. And then you're just free in the world. That's why motherfuckers go back. Well, not the only reason, but it's just... We also Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Old dude hung himself. Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. Yeah, but something about being on the street and being able, like healthy on the street, or something kind of like an observation, there's a thrill to it. Because you're always alert. Because like, I became far more fucking aware than I've ever been in my life walking around at like 3 a.m., yeah. Just because, or just in general, in a big city, I was aware of things I never thought I'd be aware of. It was like a, a hyper-awareness, kind of like, let's yeah. say, if I eat some mushrooms and go out into the woods, I'm aware as fuck. It was like that, but minus the mushrooms. Is it like a more engaged, like, fight-or-flight thing? Yeah, but more so emphasis on fight. <laughs> <laughs> because, But then again, I was lucky because I never got fucked with Except for the fucking police And that's yeah. a different story um, Fuck them uh, <laughs> I can't say that about every single one But I can say that about 97% of them How about that? I don't know Ooh, I'm trying not to get fired up about that It's been, yeah. a, it's been a weird shift with uh, uh, Like I've said ACAB for a while now and now we got these uh, cops at the Capitol. <laughs> mm. I find myself siding with them. <laughs> like, fuck. I mean, do your job. Why aren't you shooting them? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, that shit was fascinating. I watch that shit with a weird smirk on my face. I'm like, now just look at these white folk. That's all I was like. I remember what I was at um, that place in the Paseo, the Mayan. Yeah, I was at the Mayan. I was trying to get a burrito, and it was on the news, and I just had a smirk on my face, like, and they, I was like, what the fuck? It was, this thing gets stranger and stranger every day. And I, we, I took the whole day off. I, we sat our asses on the couch and just watched that shit. It, the, the amount of, like... I, I don't know how, how Republicans argue anything at all. But they still do. It, it's got to take balls to... Is it balls or denial? Um, in this case, it's denial. That's nuts. Dials, uh, denial double down with, if I admit something, then everything they know shatters. Mm. And that, I guess for them to admit that they were wrong... They have to look at themselves and their whole life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like something that I would say a rational person does almost daily. It's like, oh, I was wrong. Dude. Like, I still do shit to this day that I know I shouldn't be doing. I'm like, oh, I'm an asshole for that, but fuck them. You know what I mean? <laughs> at least I can acknowledge I'm an asshole. <laughs> every, every time I drink a, a plastic bottle of water, throw the plastic bottle away. Right? <laughs> It's like one thing I have gotten better though is like I do not throw straws away at, anymore. It's mm. like I'll keep my straws. It's like I got a fucking bag of them shits. I don't know what I'm gonna do with them. Like maybe I'll melt them down. But it's like after so like I saw a video of a turtle having a straw pulled out of its nose, and I was walking around Long Beach, and I saw like straws in the water. I started picking them shits up. That turtle with the straw in its nose was exactly had exactly the same effect on us as the. Ducks and turtles with uh, six pack rings around their necks and shit. Around the neck, <laughs> like for since we were kids, forever, our whole generation, like we didn't throw those things away. We cut them first, right? And now they changed them up. Well, some people change them up, and they got those plastic, those other type of things. But when are they just gonna get away? Wait, what's it? Get away from plastic? Probably never. But you know, as soon as something becomes cheaper. Hmm. Ain't that weird? That's the way this world works, man. That, that's 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 why I don't. Uh, I I was thinking about this last night. I think the first time I might have gotten a little bit through to my dad was when I said I trust corporations way less than I trust the government because he, you know, <laughs> right wing or whatever the government's going to get you, dude. Google's going to get me. Right. <laughs> Facebook's going to get me. 
I'm way scared, way more scared of that stuff. Yo, get this shit. They make the decisions. The, 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 the money is, is, is what makes the decisions. Like what you said about corporations, I listened to this podcast called uh, The Missing Women of War Is, and they pretty much said a cartel is pretty much just a corporation that's out of control. You know what I mean? I can see that. It's like, because they're doing everything they can to keep their business running. It's like, oh, you're in our way. We're going to fucking murder you. Ooh, that's so essentially. And a lot of families, I'm sure, are like dependent on mm-hmm. cartel. Since these organizations are these corporations here. Yeah. Even like before the pandemic, I remember having a conversation with a, a comedian. He's now elected official. I don't know if I'm going to say his name, but he's a redhead taller dude. <laughs> and um, I, last name starts with a K or ends with a K or actually an S. But <laughs> the conversation was, which one's worse, a billionaire or a serial killer? And then I actually started breaking it down. A billionaire is worse in a sense. Because, like, the things you have to do to get there. Or was it a corporation? But anyway, but I started breaking down how serial killers, they kind of pinpoint their their victims. Like, they make sure it's like, oh, if, if I'm here, kind of like, um, they'll target people that, that are, quote, unquote, forgettable. Like, what is it? Dahmer was targeting gay black men. Uh, the dude up in Milwaukee was tag, uh, targeting uh, black prostitutes because he's like, Nobody's going to miss him, so I can do that. But mm. Car- the way a billionaire does it, he's like, okay, so I'm going to buy up all this. And yeah, it's targeting all these poor families, but fuck them. You know what I'm saying? Man, I can 100% easily, easily say billionaire because, yeah, the, the disparity that's needed to, to shouldn't exist make somebody a billionaire means that somebody is going without health care, is somebody is making decisions a like lot of somebody's food or bills or whatever? Uh, that's that's a slow form of death, yeah, uh, which affects far far more people. I I can't tell you how many people that I'm sure we know um, that would have been saved by regular doctor checkups or catching something earlier. For real. Or, you know. Fucking just decent food. Yeah, yeah. Eating eating better. How, how big of a... Or how about this? That, that, that stuff is a little bit cliche. How about not just not having uh, that overhead of everyday stresses? Yo, for real. If you remove all that shit, then you can start thinking about the little things. They don't want that. Man. They don't want... Because stress is the silent killer. Stress causes almost so much fucking problems, but then again, they don't. Not want only people. that, like, so in in my personal life, um, when I am not, when I have a low amount of stress, mm-hmm. um, I remember to brush my teeth more. <laughs> I remember to take my medicine. I remember to, I can get on like a better sleep schedule. There's all these daily things like I can. You're healthier. I can work in all these things that I said. Fuck it, man. I'm tired. I'm going to bed, or fuck it. I'm just going to do that thing later. When I, when I don't have the the stress all day long, I can pay attention to those things. And if I'm stressed about some other shit, that's taking all that energy. You ain't wrong. You are not wrong. Damn, man. And that's your that's your daily. That's your personal experience too. Yeah, yeah. Word. I think about that a lot. And that's, they just like to put the thumb on people. Impress. Impress. I don't, I'm, I'm saying they, but yeah, it's, it's very systematic. How do you live a, st- well, not a stress-free life, but a least stressful life besides packing up and living in a car? What, what would you say? Because uh, that shit is kind of stressful at times. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You know what the fucked up answer is. It's like, do something to make money. Man, <laughs> <laughs> oh, how fucked up is that? It is fucked up. <laughs> Our, yeah, because, huh? But then again, we're looking at a very westernized, like looking at it very through a very western lens. 
we're looking at it through a Western lens, but we're also living in it in a Western, uh, what is the word for it called? Uh, infrastructure. Yeah. You know, you go overseas and, for instance, like in, in England, the way the towns and stuff are built, you can walk to, like, it's a small town, mm-hmm. but you can walk everywhere you need to go. Can't do that here. That It's impossible to, even in this town, which is way smaller than a lot of towns I, I went to in England, you can't not have a car here. That's right. That's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Even biking around here is a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I did that for, for a couple of years, and yeah, like, I'm going to go get some groceries. That was... You know, twenty minutes ride there. To, I don't know. It's yeah, Oklahoma <clears throat> specifically. Oklahoma and Texas. Well, some cities in Texas. Yeah, you gotta have a vehicle. You gotta play the game. Yep, and that's what I fucking hate. It's like, cause I was like, what if I want to play my own fucking game? Mm, you're not allowed to. I, I bet that's a big deal behind like the tiny house movement. Mm. People want to play their own games. People want to get free. Yeah, not have the they're trying to lower that overhead, I guess, of of the three thousand square foot house into a two hundred thousand dollar seven hundred and fifty square foot house. How the fuck did that become the dream? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like because I mean I drive by these houses like coming down. I drove through the west side of Norman. And I was looking at all these big houses and how close they are. I'm like, you motherfuckers really wanted this shit, huh? <laughs> it's like you really wanted this big ass house right next to this other motherfucker, huh? Man, (laughs) folks with money make some bad decisions. Yeah, I I always say, like, I like to think that I'd be, I would do some cool shit with money. I would do some cool shit if I had money. Yeah, you see, you see, like, these giant houses. I make fun of them all the time. Anytime we go out, like, buy something from Craigslist out in some town in Oklahoma, we see these places, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to build my half-million-dollar mansion 15 feet from the road and cut down all the trees. What the fuck? That's dumb as shit. <laughs> Half a million dollars is not going to... Uh, that's that's not... That is not be the way I would spend it. Nah. But, you know. No, not at all. Yo, for real. I know I already got ideas of what I will do. You know what I mean? Is it, like, is it a bunker? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, got, I got bunker plans, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like, shit, buy an old missile silo, turn it into, buy a couple of them, turn them into like fucking one, like a art studio, underground art studio with a fucking, what is it, a vertical growing, I don't know what you call it, vertical agriculture shit. What is that vertical shit? Vertical garden? Yeah, that. Yeah, because I remember hearing about it in this book. This a uh, sh- this book of short stories like Metropolis or something, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's a great idea." And then I just saw an article that said Vertical Garden like produced a bigger yield than another type, like the what is it, the spread out? Right, right. And I'm like, that makes sense because it's going vertically. It's like it, it's like it's using shit differently. Yeah, but yeah, I would do that at one. The other one, I don't know what I do. Probably some type of fuck dungeon. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but. Yeah, man, it's like the money would be used for not just myself, but for everybody, at least for uh, some of the projects. So we've obviously moved, I guess, past. Yeah, we did. (laughs) (laughs) We are California thing. (laughs) Uh, Let's get specific on that. What what kind of thoughts do you have of like, um, of how someone with uh, let's say an upper middle class income. Uh, I'm going to call that around here. What, one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year? Two fifty, two fifty thousand a year. Okay. Um, what kind of impact can you make with that? Two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year in yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. Huh. Give me a second. Well, with schools off the bat. You could help out multiple schools, like very like with small donations, or you could just pick a school and go ham. Like one school and just go hard in the paint. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like from that, it's like even donating some of that 
take away the fact of donating because like donating is like the easy way to just like okay I did my part let me go fuck off but go there and see what they need like see for yourself what they need this is just the yeah. school aspect because yeah, yeah. like if they tell you what they need it's like they don't fucking know sometimes they, they may say they need this but they don't fucking need it it's like man that well that I think you bring up a good point about what what step one should be because I think a lot of uh a lot of people who who donate and give to to certain programs are getting uh, getting recommendations from somebody probably pretty close to the top mm-hmm. of of something maybe. So you think of, you you know you talk about schools and stuff like yeah I'd really actually like to know what like talk to teachers teachers and students yeah and see like what what is what is the thing that will really make an effect on your day-to-day classroom right deal and even cuz it might not be a new room with computers or Mm-mm. whatever might be fucking nutrition <laughs> yeah but like and that's another thing is like cuz with that it's like $250,000 is that what you're saying that's what this person would be doing using yeah so yeah i'm i'm calling that like this you know, we, we we all have our like if I won the lottery kind of dreams or whatever, um, but realistically, we pass homes of people that make two hundred fifty thousand dollars. We pa- pass homes of that kind of income all the time, all the time, all the time. Yeah, so it would just be like the one percent is one out of a hundred people. I mean, in the world, <laughs> it's like even like what that's just in America. That's the American one percent, yeah, or because yeah, yeah. like the global one percent, we're in it. Oh, yeah, probably. But in America, it would just, <clears throat> it would be hard because you would got to see, you would, what it would be, what, what, what that, what is important to that person. You know what I mean? It's like, where do I want to see change? Yeah. It's like, because. That is a big question. Yeah, I, th- I think maybe I raised that question. To, yeah, no, to, no, no. To, to maybe somebody who's listening to to maybe ask that question for themselves because that for some people that could be a realistic mm-hmm. possibility that they'd find themselves in, especially like right now, pandemic is like what what could two hundred and fifty thousand dollars do? Is like let's say that person's like okay, I could leave, I could live off of this amount, like a meager like. I could live off a portion of this comfortably so I could help. I could help people who need help. Yeah. It's like even just finding a family that doesn't have a car, it's not, that's an impact. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could just buy, you could buy a buttload of $5,000 cars and be like, all right, motherfucker, you guys need cars? Here's a stipulation. Don't fuck up. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's, you know, that's some questions that you'd have to ask yourself is yeah. like, what is, what is sustainable? What um what doesn't like turn around and and bite you in the in the ass right um what is uh well we're gonna I'm gonna set aside the question of deserved for for here in a second okay um but so I think about this and I think I start to think about what causes or what what contributes a lot to the disparity. <clears throat> I might keep using that word wrong to to the the separation of 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 different incomes. You know, every time there's a pandemic or a housing crash, the rich get richer, the poor get poor. It's it's a it's a known issue. We all know it, and so I I think sometimes like what. If I if I had the means, what could I do to help curb that? Because it's, it's a pretty long, uh, long term goal. I feel that. <clears throat> and there's yeah, there's a lot of immediate things that that are needed. So I think of this long term goal, and I think uh, I feel like property, right? Owning property is still the the starting point of uh, building wealth, if you will, yeah, of and helping people. That's 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 actually yeah, that's the perfect way of saying, of of building wealth. Because then you know your eight hundred dollars a month or whatever isn't just going to somebody else. The pockets of the bank and the landlord. 
it's it's going into yourself and you can make some of that money back when you sell your investment. That equity, even if you don't <clears throat> sell it, maybe you just sit on it. But another thing, it's something like I've met some cool people where I work, despite I don't like where I work. But she had an idea, and I've heard other people with this idea. I had something of the su- of the such. But um, she's like, yeah, just buying a bunch of property, a bunch of land, kind of like how you were saying, yeah. and then just let people live there for free. Yeah. It's like give them like some type of stipulation. Don't fuck this shit up. But so a cult. No, like no, I like it. Not necessarily I like, a cult. No, I like cult. I mean, it would be like, like let's say I, I buy two like a, two neighborhood streets. I'd buy that shit, and I would just let people need like, okay, so you need this. You could live here for free for this many years, and then after this year, you got to get the fuck out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, not a cult, but I couldn't <clears throat> fuck your wife when I want. No, I'm <laughs> I, li- I, li- I like the idea. It seems like I've heard heard ideas of like uh, special income f- or, or special rates or whatever for like artists. Um, Shit, point those out to me. I need a special artist rate. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think, I think combining, combining some sort of stipulation, uh, with like, here, you know, here is, here is the lump sum to get you your first down payment on a house. Um, figure out all the contractual shit. Well, that's. Um, so you're talking about like as in giving them money, giving them capital? So pro- for it to be sustainable, probably not giving. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but if it's not giving, there has to be support throughout, mm-hmm. right? Because you, you, can't, you can't drop that pressure in somebody and be like, all right, don't fuck up. Well, um, you got three years. Don't fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> three years to save your funds and do what you got to do. May, maybe it's maybe the idea is is a nonprofit bank. Word. Maybe that's what I start with my. But those nonprofits, those nonprofits have a lot of fuck shit. Mm-hmm. Once you get a certain size, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of fuck shit. That's an interesting question. I'd, I'd really love to know how. Because there's uh, there's some billionaires that spend half their income on uh, charity, the Bill and Melinda Gates deal. Really? Do they? Do they actually spend it? I don't know. But I know <laughs> I, I know I've seen articles. <laughs> but I definitely I definitely believe everything I've heard about Dolly. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Oh well, she seems like a solid motherfucker. You know what I mean? Man, I knew that as a. Child, when I went to Dollywood, there's a Dollywood. There's a Dollywood. It's a theme park, uh, based on like Dolly Parton's early life, and it like, dude, I was I was like head to toe dressed in black, spikes and shit. I loved that place. <laughs> it's this, it's this uh, like left of Branson, Missouri type of place. But it's, it's, it, it, there was there was something about it that was like, man, she has the right ideas. And I, I watched a documentary about her the other day. She, I, I think she's got she's got a very interesting and extremely unique uh, perspective and position on things. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. What's that? What's that documentary on? What's the name of it? I have no idea. It's on Netflix. Though. All right, cool. I can find it then. She has this way of being being in the middle um, without being one of those middle people that I hate so much. What you mean by middle people? Like, um, like they just can't make up their mind. I think I think if you if you blame both parties for all the problems and see them both as equal, and then at the, on top of that you don't do anything to to help with all the problems that we have, I think I think that's worse than being far right wing. Hmm. That is my opinion, not wait, Chandler's wait, wait. opinion. No, no, no. Hold up, hold up. Repeat <laughs> that. So it's like if you're in the middle and you see what's wrong with both parties, but you're just silent. 
I think not see what's wrong with. I think if you blame both parties equally, <clears throat> I think I think the right answer is picking a party and changing it. Um, one could argue a, a third party. Uh, a third party would would be helpful. Yes. Shit. Personality. <laughs> uh, but we don't have that, and I don't see that as uh, until I see that as a as a an actual solution. I think we're fucked. I, I no. I th I think I think making efforts to work on your own party to fix your own house is the answer for us all. Um, that's why I want to call out people on my side of politics if they fuck up. I feel that. I'm but not gonna I'm not gonna side with them and start waving their flag even though No, that's and I, I wish I wish I wish the other side would do that too. I think I think that's how we find a middle ground. Accountability. Accountability. I mean but Ooh, then that means but okay, so for that this, that means these people would have to hold themselves accountable as well. Right? <clears throat> um, or no, or would a, they just call, or world. would they just call out the the shit they see? I think I think we should all call out the shit we see. Yeah. Um cuz there's a lot of it. What's what's wrong is wrong and I think it's getting muddled for some people. That's yeah, it, that that also takes into account that we all uh we all hold the same truths, which is not at all uh, true anymore. For some of us, it's a totally different reality. Mm-hmm. You could say that again. <laughs> those those people. Think about this. Those people honestly think, in their heart of hearts, that the election in the country they so believe in was stolen. They think the rightful president was not elected because of because uh, he said so. <laughs> yeah, but like they they think they think that their reality is is that it was stolen, and I th like one of my thoughts is what if I thought that about the other side. That's a scary fucking thought. Hmm. What if that was my reality? Is that holy shit? Trump and his supporters just stuffed all the ballots. They they brought they pulled up a big van that said Trump on the side, and behind the van, they, they were marking ballots and stuffing them in a box or whatever, whatever the stories are. Uh, that's a that's a that's a scary ass thought. Fortunately. Uh, I feel like my reality is uh, far closer to what actually is reality, but that is not the reality for them. For them, okay. and, and even even people on that side, they they'll, they'll go along with it. Huh. All right. Just for something you said, because like even me trying to put myself in their shoes. I mean, I could never give a fuck that much about a political candidate to go storm a fucking capital. You know what I mean? Uh, <clears throat> no, but if uh, somebody on our side did, would you be like, well, I, you know, I guess, I guess maybe they shouldn't have done that. Oh, but, like if but, it was like a group of fucking like like Democrat or liberals doing yeah. that shit. Yo, I'd be laughing. I'm like, how do you? <laughs> I mean, like at first, because like I'm, I'm picturing a bunch of Seattle liberals going there. It's like uh, this is just kind of how we'd go. I, we'd go along with it, you know. Would we? We we do. I I I've actually yeah. You're right. You are right because it's like I mean because even because with some shit I am silent about because even. 
Because I remember what, like, seeing the video of like uh, the dude saying heads on pikes. Like, I saw him say that shit. Mm. I'm like, you know what? I've been saying that about politicians <laughs> for a long time, bro. <laughs> so it's like, with that aspect, I get it. It's like the reason why they did it, I don't get it. It's like that I can't get behind. It's like, oh shit, you trying to overthrow some shit? Cool, but I mean, I, I think I think as close as I get to that is like, uh, you know, things that I've felt and said about cops. Word. Um, you know, it doesn't matter whatever comes up in the news. Um, it's it's not very often that I'm like, well, let's wait and see. Like, let's wait for some evidence. Let's let's do a trial. Let's you know, let's take this all even even keeled and see if some wrongdoing was actually happened. I'm never like that. I'm like, fuck that guy. That guy needs to be hung. Fuck all of his friends. Like I'm absolutely instantly uh, opposed to the cop in whatever the situation was. I I I recognize that about myself, and I think that maybe that's one strength that I have. Um, but it, 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 I say that to to say that, like I can empathize with certain aspects of of. Having a certain mentality. Okay. So you're able, I, I see what you're saying. But I'm trying to go, I, there's something that sparked in me. Because you're saying if it was Democrats doing, or liberals if you want doing that. Because, I mean, I've seen liberals do a lot of shit that I disagree with. And I call them out on it. Yeah. I mean, via calling them out via social media, but still, what the fuck? Okay, well, li- liberals would... Um or let's say let's just say the left. I think the left, the the left. Um, yeah, I would call in a lot of out. our in a lot of our protests, we would destroy private businesses and and you know all that stuff. I'm not my 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 initial reaction is is kind of like, ooh, well, okay, maybe that's a little far. But the very next breath is justifying it. Hmm. Well, well, what what building was it? Oh, Bank of America. Fuck Bank of America. They deserve to have their glass blown out and like. I mean, I, I'll, I'll I'll find a way to justify predatory loans. I mean, no, I get, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I'll no. find a I'll find a way to, to to justify any sort of riotous behavior sometimes because it's on my and I, I'm not I'm definitely not uh, being very loud about calling it out like yeah peaceful protest but i'm not uh well you know what i'm saying different perspective because with some riot like well the protest when they broke out after george floyd i was like burn it down and there's no justifying that for me you know what i mean i can't justify saying that shit but i'm like burn it all down and i'm not even gonna try to justify it because i'm like you know what I mean? I, I, I do. cannot I justify do. it. And 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 that's what we said earlier in 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 this podcast about having that appreciation for people who take things farther than I'm willing to go. Word. Cuz nothing has changed if you look at history, nothing nah. has changed in this country without something B- violence without yeah, violence. Yeah. And it sucks that's what has it has to come to. It really does. <laughs> 